Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop Jake Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop Jake Godwill as he ministers the Engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. Bishop, I've been talking about lands, people should uh, buy lands, prophesying lands into our lives. How many of us have been resowing those prophecy? When Bishop said, I see you having the land and things. Yes. So this guy believed in it. Amen. Believed in it and he came and he came to share a very, very powerful testimony that by the grace of God, he has been able to buy a land in Accra. Wow. A land in Accra, not Cape Coast. One, now, Cape Coast, to get a land around three, 4,000, you're talking about a foot going. You see, I forgot the price. I think he bought it about 13,000 for a, one plot of land in Accra. Is, is it not a blessing? It's a blessing. Hallelujah. And not only that, he was able to also buy a truck. Wow! All from the prophecy. Amen. He bought a land almost about 13,000 and also bought a truck. Hallelujah. So, if you are here and Bishop have been releasing blessings, all that you have to do is to believe in it. Amen. Believe in it Catch it and swallow it. Let it consume you. Hallelujah. And you see the results in your life. Hallelujah. But I'm so glad I'm here today to be blessed with this great man of God that God has blessed us, our bishop, this morning. Once again, God has anointed him. And today is a special day because it's the power in the blood communion service. Wow. So we are going to be blessed through the word and we are going to be blessed with the communion. And I believe that we are expecting miracles in this place today. How many of us are expecting miracles? Miracles will come our way today. I want us to be on our feet with Jesus' joy. Let's welcome this great man of God, our bishop, Bishop Jake Godwill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it a blessing to be in the house of the Lord? Well, then give the Lord a better shout of praise. Amen. All right. Um, guys, I don't like the sound, so get it better. But let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We appreciate your grace, your power, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we have nothing in ourselves, but in you and because of you, we have great hope, we have great faith, we have great expectation. Thank you for the many things you have already done. But, oh Lord, we thank you for the many mighty things you are yet to do in our lives. We give you praise that you are a faithful God. And you will watch over every word you have spoken into our lives that you will bring it to pass. We thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We worship you for who you are, O oh God. 
Now, Father, I pray that this morning you will speak to us. Inspire your word. Let your word come with power. Let your word come with clarity, with understanding. Grant us the spirit of revelation, the spirit of knowledge that we may hear and understand. That we may see and see. Oh Lord, that our hearts will be converted. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may we never live here the same as we came. Thank you for the transforming power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. And everybody shouted, Amen. 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 Well, put your hands together once again. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. God will do new things in your life. Amen. Praise God. And um, we thank God. It's our year of greatness. And we can already see great things God is doing. I'm so excited. You know, when was it that I commissioned the hymn choir to sing? Was it two weeks or three weeks? Two weeks. In the next two weeks, God will do something new in your life. Something beautiful is coming into your life. Receive it in Jesus' name. All right? You see, when we say some things here, you don't have to understand. Just believe. Just believe. Because how God will do it, you cannot, you can't, you can't calculate it. All right? So just believe. And it will happen. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Hallelujah. All right. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. Hosea 12 and 13. I want to say some things there. Um, It says, And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. That is, Israel was preserved. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Say with me, out of Egypt. You see, Egypt, Egypt represented something terrible for the Israelites at that time. Earlier on, Egypt represented America. 400 years before, Egypt represented something else. But 430 years later, Egypt was a place of suffering, bondage, um, slavery, and hardship. And God sent his prophet Moses to bring them out. From that life into something else. And the Bible says by a prophet God brought Israel out of Egypt. God is bringing you out of your Egypt. Hallelujah. And by a prophet he preserved them. God is preserving your life. And is preserving you wholly, absolutely, totally. In the name of Jesus. I believe and I know more and more why God sent our bishop, our presiding bishop, into our lives. Hallelujah. And why he sent me to you here in Cape Coast. Amen. 
by a prophet. God is bringing you out of Egypt. By a prophet, God will preserve you. Hallelujah. This week we have heard some very wonderful things. Last week, I should say. How many of you managed to come for the convention here? This service. All right, many of you. How many couldn't? They didn't make it. Uh huh. You couldn't. Or you couldn't, didn't. All right, whichever. Now, again, um, we've had some very powerful convention. Great men of God coming to bless us over and over. And I believe you had, as each one of them virtually reconfirmed what we have been saying here, that God will do it for you here, right here in Cape Coast. It is possible here. I I can feel you. Say with me, it is possible in Cape Coast. I mean, try and say it like you mean it. You know what I'm saying? Say it again. Say it again. Hallelujah. It is possible in Cape Coast. And it is possible everywhere and anywhere. Hallelujah. We have not yet seen what God is going to do in our lives. Not yet seen it. Not yet seen it. Not yet seen it. But he's going to do it. Amen. So, get ready. And I believe that God has sent me into your life as a prophet. To lead you and to bring you out. Out of a certain mindset, understanding and whatever. Into that blessing. God will do it. Today I want to share, begin to share with you. About greatness. Or I should say continue. Because we began. Say with me greatness. Say greatness. Hallelujah. And I'm sharing on the greatness of Isaac. Wow. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis 26. Genesis 26. From verse 1. And there was a famine in the land. Famine means drought, no rain, economic hardship, dryness, whatever. Famine. F-A-M-I-N-E. Not F-A-R-M. Famine or famine as some say. There was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him. May the Lord appear to you. And said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall show thee of. Sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. Say with me all these countries. Hmm, you shall travel to all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, 
verse 12. Jump to verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land. The land where God said, you know, he was moving. Isaac was moving out. There was famine in the land. Everybody was going to Egypt. Isaac said, Charlie, Egypt, here I come. But as he began his journey, God appeared to him and said, no, no, no. Not for you, Isaac. You dwell in the land that I will show you. And I will be with you and I will bless you. Wow. And Isaac obeyed and dwelt in the land. And the Bible says, and Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold or a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the Lord did what? And the man waxed great. He became great. And went forward and grew until he became very great. Hallelujah. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. You see, every greatness God produces in anybody's life has its roots in God's blessing upon the person. Any and every greatness that will come upon your life will be a result of God's blessing. Somebody say, God's blessing. May God bless you and make you great. Hallelujah. So we are going to examine from the Bible how Isaac became great. How did Isaac become great? Thank you, brother. How did Isaac become great? And how was even his greatness measured? For Isaac, his greatness was measured by what the Bible described that he had. Look at it. Verse. um, Verse 14. For he had possession of flocks and possession of heads and a great store of servants. Wow. Flocks, plants. I mean, those days, the flocks, that, 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 that was the only thing they were doing. Rearing of animals. So a lot of flocks means a lot of money. Yeah. You don't have flocks. You, there's, no, there's no business there or plants or whatever. You had a lot flocks and heads cows sheep goats more and then he had a great store of servants plenty employees working for him may god lift you and make you great so how did he become great how did he come by the blessing I'm going to give you four powerful points. Number one, the first thing Isaac did, which is the master key. Master, say with me, master key. Master key. Say the master key. All right? The master key in accessing the blessing of God was his ability to follow the voice of God. His ability to hear and to follow the voice of God. Hallelujah. Right? And how do we know that? We read it. 
in verse 2, the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land that I will show you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, every one of us, as a child of God, your greatest success will come from your ability to hear from God and to follow the voice of God and to do what God says you should do and to not do what God says you shouldn't do and not to just be like everybody. Everybody was going to Egypt. You see, in the world, there are several Egypts. Ghana has its Egypt. Francophone countries have their Egypt. Yeah. I was surprised when I was in uh, uh, Burkina Faso, Abidjan, and so on, our branches there. The, the main people's faith is to go to France. <laughs> yeah, France. They are believing God for a visa to France. This one said, oh, my wife is in France. I'm trusting God within the year for the Lord to open a door to join my wife in France. And I said, France. And I kept hearing France, 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 and I realized that they, Francophones, they don't talk about London, America, France. Yeah, France. And the direct flights from France to these countries, like, just like that, everyday, daily flights. So, Ghanaians, we have, we have our Egypt, the, the, the Francophones, their Egypt is France. They are believing God, but if, uh, if they can land in France, Paris, Charlie, hey, I've made it. Guineans, America, London, Jamaica, Holland. No, Canada, not many even think of Canada. Yeah. So, um, everybody and different, different countries also have their South Africa. South Africans, they have no desire to go anywhere. At all, home is home. <laughs> they, do, they have no Egypt. I don't know what, what their Egypt is. <laughs> yeah. One day I went to the German embassy in South Africa. There was virtually nobody there. Oh yeah, virtually nobody. A few white people and one one black guy. So I spoke to the black guy. I said, what, what, what are you going to do in Germany? Because I, I was surprised that he was... I say, oh, his workplace is sending him for something or whatever. I mean, it's like one of those things. <laughs> and I, I remember German embassy here. I remember German embassy here. <laughs> Do you get it? Now, what I'm saying is that everybody was following a particular line. But God said to this Man, don't follow that line. That, 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 that's not for you. For you, I will show you where you should be. For you, I will show you where you should be. You see, your greatest breakthrough will come by being where God says you should be. Not by being where everybody else is going on. As a child of God. As a child of God. Your greatest blessing will not come from working at the most uh, whatever looking place. But by working where God is leading you to work. Your greatest blessing will come 
by marrying who God is leading you to marry, not what looks nice and succulent and whatever and appealing. No, not necessarily. But as the Lord is leading you, if it is the Lord who is leading you and guiding you, amen. If it is the Lord who is leading you and guiding you. So our greatest quest must be how to follow God, how to follow his direction in 2017, how to follow God's direction, how to follow the leading of God into things. Amen. Now, this is where many people also get confused because it's not easy to follow God. It's not easy to follow God. You can do 21 days of fasting and praying. You never hear a word from God. I, I care like God has appeared, an angel appeared and said, my daughter, my daughter. Hmm? You, 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 you may not, you, 21 years to pray, when you finish, only Kalababa. And it's like, God, are you there at all? Did you hear me at all? All this is not easy to follow God. And that's why some people get it wrong. And they start following prophets. You see, you have to follow, follow a prophet. A prophet will tell you, You see, now you must realize that the ministry of the prophet is real. It's real. Don't, don't, nobody should ever say we make fun of prophets in this house. No. Then, then you, 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 need, you need some psychiatric, psychometric, psychiatric assessment. Let me, to put it lightly. Yeah. Because then, then you don't understand. You see, again, it means you don't understand who is a prophet. You don't understand who and what is a prophet. That's why your, your mind always works negatively. But the reality is that there are what we call lights. Eh? There are some prophets who are, they are, I'll, I'll give you a scripture. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 4. There are some prophets who are light and treacherous. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 4. Light and treacherous prophets who can take advantage of you if they get you. If you fall into their, their maneuverings, hey, her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. They are what we call light and they, 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 they are not deep in God. Some don't even operate by the spirit of God at all. They, they, are, they, are, they are treacherous, wicked. Look, coming this election that we just had, were there not prophets who spoke to the, uh, some of the people that you have won? I have seen him, you have won already. Some of them even gave figures. You have won. And some said, if you don't win, my Bible, you can bend my, whatever. Many said many things. Both were receiving prophecies. Both sides were receiving prophecies. You have won, you have won, you have won. God, I, God has told me you have won. God told me you have won. Both sides. And yet only one won. Hey! So a prophet may be telling you, hey, God says go. 
I saw it clearly. I saw it. They give you figures. This, that, that, that. He said, go, go forward. You are going forward. Meanwhile, you are falling into a deep hole. And you are following a prophet. You see, in the New Testament, Christians must be led by the Holy Spirit. A prophet may confirm or may give here and there, but basically the Holy Spirit. And then also, I'll tell you what else. So the Holy Spirit in you, do you understand what I'm saying? As compared to the Old Testament where the Spirit of God was not available to the normal person. The normal person walking in town. Only the prophets, the priests, and so on. So you have to go to a prophet for consultation. But you have the Holy Spirit. May you hear from the Holy Spirit. All right? So, ability to hear from God and to follow the voice of God. All right? Now, two main ways God will lead you and guide you. Number one is through his word. Through his word. Through the Bible. Through his word. The Bible refers to the Bible as the sure word of prophecy. The Bible itself is a sure word of prophecy. You see, for example, if you are lying, if you are, if you are living a, lie, a life of lying and not telling the truth, do you need a prophet to tell you, Talai, Shalai, Hashbal, the Lord says. You don't need it. The Bible has already said it. That all liars, all liars, your place is hell. Liars. So God has already spoken about it. So if you're a Christian, you live a life of lying, cheating, mm, cheating, swerving people. Swerving people, using internet to be swerving people, 419, all kinds of games and gimmicks. No, 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 no. No, you don't you don't need any prophet to tell you anything. You are already you are in danger. Okay? So God has already God has already spoken about your situation. So you have to change. You're a Christian, you're living in fornication. You don't need a prophet to tell you anything. No, no, no. You have to change. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So you have to believe that the word of God is guiding us and is teaching us what to do and what not to do. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Okay, so basically the word of God. Believe in the word of God. Amen. Now number two way God is also leading us and guiding us. Okay, let me give you a scripture for that. Uh, Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. What is there? What is that scripture? Who knows that scripture? Yes. Your hand was going up. Yes. Thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Thy word. A lamp, a light, a guide. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. We are living in a dark world, though. Dark world. And you need a lamp. You need a guide. You need light. Say, I need light. Say, I need a lamp. And what is that lamp that God has provided for you? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Wow. Do you have that lamp with you? 
turn it on. I said, turn it on. Turn it on by studying it, by having your quiet time every day. Amen. Number two, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. It says, and I will give you pastors and shepherds after my own heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with what? I can't hear you. Shout it out. Knowledge and understanding. So when knowledge is coming to you, see, direction is coming, information is coming, direction is coming your way. Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of what to do. Knowledge, understanding about who to marry, who not to marry. Understanding about life. It is all coming through your shepherd, through your pastor. Not necessarily through any magical, prophetic, whatever. But through your shepherd leading you. Psalm 23 verse 1. Verse 1 says what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The first benefit of having a shepherd to guide you in life is prosperity. I will not want. Because I have a shepherd, I do not want. I will not want. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, do you have a shepherd? So Isaac's ability to follow the voice of God. Amen. And that's why um, we don't have this book here on the shelf. I want you to have a copy of the art of hearing. How to follow the voice of God. Get that book. And I believe that this year we'll have time to get into it. How to follow the voice of God. Amen. So have you found number one key? And what is that key? What is that key? Please, first service. To follow the voice of God. Amen. And I've given you two main ways in following the voice of God. All right. Now, number two thing, number two key, if you like, about Isaac was his ability to sow seeds. Genesis 26, 12. 12, verse 12. It says, then Isaac sowed in that land. He sowed. Say he sowed. This side. Say he sowed. Amen. His ability to sow seeds. Isaac sowed in that land and he received the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. You see, the blessing even came as a result of the seeds that he sowed. Isaac sowed in the land. Let's all read it. Ready, go. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. So if you, if you read this, you understand that without him sowing in the land, the blessing wouldn't even have come. We must believe in the power of seeds. We must believe in the power of seeds. And there are many, many things are seeds. Many things are seeds. When you plant, when you show love to somebody, when I say love, please don't think about sexual love or whatever. I mean, it's not, it's not that. I'm talking about kindness. It's, it's a seed. I, I read a story. A young man, he was, he was, he was so hungry 
dirty, beaten by the weather, whatever, and managed to get into somebody's house and just ask for, I think it was raining also. And then this, this lady said, oh, come, come, come. And just ask for um, a glass of water. He was so hungry, but he, was, he wasn't bold enough even to ask for food. Ask for water. But a lady, a young lady there, brought her, brought him a glass of warm milk. Warm milk. I'm definitely not in Ghana. Ghana, we don't give milk to guests. Glass of warm milk. So this boy drank the milk and he was very happy. Then he asked the lady, please, how, how much is this milk? Then he said, no, my mother has taught us to receive strangers and to show kindness to strangers and everything. So your, your milk, you do, there's nothing, there's no cost. You have no cost, you have nothing to pay. And I think she even added food. So the young man ate it and left. Yes, later. Say yes, later. He had, become a, 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 he had become a medical doctor, a specialist. And he was in the hospital when he was called that a lady had come with a very rare disease. You know, there's some diseases that are not common. There's some diseases that are rare. When the, such diseases appeared, often there are few doctors in many countries who can handle some of these diseases. So they called him that, Charlie, one of your diseases have come. <laughs> hey! So, then, the background of the person, the lady, the, the lady is from this town, that, 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 and it was like the town, he remembered, the, ah, a lady from that town, said, wow. So, he became interested in knowing, because he remembered that glass of warm milk that he received many years ago. When he went to the ward and everything, the theater, and looked at the face of the lady, who was it who was lying there? That girl. And he remembered the name. He checked the name and it was that girl who gave him a warm glass of milk years later. He performed the surgery, very expensive surgery. And then after the lady came around and everything, they brought her her bill. She was shaking in the bed to open the envelope to check the bill. When she checked, she saw something. I said, she saw what? They had calculated the bill. Plenty, huge figure. And at the end, they had written, paid for by, the glass, by a glass of milk. Hey! Paid for. Paid for. By what? A glass of milk. She began to cry. And the doctor came and said, I'm the one. You gave me a glass of milk years ago. What seed of kindness are you planting in somebody's life? What seed of love are you planting in somebody's life? Today. The person may look like nobody. The person may look like nothing. But that seed... You reap it later. And what seed of wickedness are you also planting in somebody's life? What seed of wickedness? You see, many things are seeds. Many things are seeds. The good we do is a seed. The evil you do is also a seed. And seed, no, when you plant one small one, when you are reaping, 
times hundred times more. Hey. Believe in the power of seeds. And especially in the kingdom, many things are seeds. For example, as I'm preaching, I'm, I'm, these are seeds. The preaching of the word, I am sowing seeds into your life. I am releasing powerful seeds that have the power to change lives. Amen. So, believe in seeds. Believe in the seeds of offerings. Believe in the seeds of tithes. Write them, write them. Offerings. Tithes. 10% of your income, planting it every month, planting it every week or every, depending on how you work. Some people have income every week. Some have income every day, whatever it is. Be faithful with it. Plant those seeds. There are some seeds, that's what I'm saying. When you plant them as seeds, when you plant them, you don't immediately see the thing happening. You don't immediately see fruit. By tomorrow morning, you are seeing fruit. No, 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 no. Many years. But it is working. But it is working. But it is working. But it is working. Believe in the power of seeds. Isaac sowed in the land. For him, he reaped it in the same year. But sometimes you may not reap it in the same year, but it's still a seed. I said it's still a seed. And that seed is still working. Hallelujah. So plant seeds. Be faithful with your tithe. Be faithful with your offering. If your tithe is one seed, be faithful with it every month. If your tithe is two cities, five cities, ten cities, be faithful with it. If your tithe is hundred cities, be faithful with it. If it's supposed to be two hundred, be faithful with it. If your tithe is supposed to be one thousand Ghana cities, be faithful with it. Don't downgrade it. Don't look to your left and right and say, mm-hmm, everybody is paying five cities. Uh-huh, maximum, I see people paying hundred cities. So one thousand, or you're too much. Into me, I just in Kakrana, hundred. No, equal. Don't equalize your blessing and downgrade yourself lower than where God has placed you. Be faithful with your seeds. Put your hands together for the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So I've given you two points today. God willing, next week we're going to two more points. Hallelujah. Now we are going to receive a communion. Amen. We are going to receive communion. Now the communion is another type of seed. Hallelujah. And then we are going to receive our tithes and our offerings. These are all seeds. Amen. Let let me just say something quickly about the communion that I want you to understand. Do do we need every? Okay. Quickly. Because you are disturbing my preaching. Now, listen to this. There's no direct scripture that says that communion brings healing. Communion heals diseases, sickness. There's no scripture. Thou shalt take communion and thou shalt be healed. There's no scripture. If, if you find that scripture tomorrow, please come and show me. I have not seen it yet. But there are many things that point to the fact. There are many things that point to the fact. Alright? And time will not allow me to See all because it's all, they are all each one is a sermon, but the communion the Bible called the cup of blessing which we bless the blood of Jesus. 
The blood of Jesus is the blood of our redemption. The blood of Jesus is the blood of the new covenant. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. So just 